Hey guys, it's Kat. So before today's episode starts, I wanted to plug my Patreon. By contributing every month, you'll get access to exclusive episodes and creative content. The funding helps me afford new equipment and a better listening experience for you. The link to that Patreon is going to be www.patreon.com slash I'll leave that link in the description below, but if uninterested, enjoy today's episode. Bye. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome back to Brain Food. This is episode 12 of season two, and today I have a very special guest. Hi guys. What's your name? Tell mm-hmm. me about yourself. I don't want to. My name's Cecilia. <laughs> Cecilia, Nevada, like the state. Okay, where are you from? Like what? Not Nevada. I'm sorry, I must say around. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'm from uh, Livingston, New Jersey, the biggest white suburbia in New Jersey. That's all you need to know about me. <laughs> Just letting you guys know, I am Asian. No! Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we're both at FIT. We're both illustration majors. Tell me what was, like, your decision, like, coming here? Like, what was, like, why did you want to come to New York? If I'm going to be completely honest, it definitely was because it was the cheapest. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, (laughs) um, Definitely because, um, you know, fashion has always been a huge influence in my life. Like, maybe not personally. Um, I don't think I've ever really cared about what I've worn or, like, how people see me, like, according to what I wear. But, you know, my mom, she was a fashion designer. She went to one of the schools in California. I didn't know that. Yeah, Otis. I did not know Very that. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. She, so she was, like, a fashion designer for a while, and um, she had moved to New York in her early 20s. So it's always been a huge topic in my family to, like, go to New York like start brand new and fashion has always been a part of it so I was like if I ever wanted to change my mind that's always uh that's always an option for FIT I literally did not know that (laughs) you learn new things every day holy shit I know wait like is your mom like uh, like her own like personal you did put a slit in your eyebrow a little bit I did I I see it bad I like tried over and over again I didn't even use the tweezer I used one of those weird shavy things no I have that I used to shave my face with them those are the best (laughs) and then it gives me acne the next day look look at my look above my eyebrow I tried shaving (gasps) like my face and I have like three like no Bermuda triangle like okay we're gonna start off with some questions and it's not they're not scary they're not scary okay when you graduated high school, what like what was like you threw your cap up? Like did you you graduate when you graduated high school, you had like that whole thing where you throw your caps up and everything. Ooh. You did that? You know what? No, we didn't. You know why? Cuz I uh, I went was to Was it COVID? I went to a Catholic school. So <gasps> Um, not only is this like a Catholic Catholic school, it's like a cultish one. It's like, oh, fuck. if I were to describe it, it would be all day. But, um, we had church and that was our graduation. So we went in with our cap and gowns, um, back then, like 1950s in church, you had to wear like a veil to cover your head because yeah, it was you could wear a hat. Modest. Yeah. yeah. And so like the girls couldn't wear, like couldn't remove our caps. So we didn't do any throwing. It was like very solemn. Okay. But, like, after that ceremony, how did you feel? Like, right, like, you walked out that door, you... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It was so many emotions. I think I cried, like, ten times that day. (laughs) Um, I think I was really... Weirdly enough, I hated, you know, I hated high school. Everybody kind of hates high school um, because of traumatizing reasons. (laughs) Um, But, like, for some reason, I was just, like, super sad that I was leaving. Really? Yeah. And I was not expecting that at all. I think it was kind of like, oh, it's over now. What am I supposed to do? Like, Like, do you look back and you're like, oh, I still get sad when I think about that? Oh, no. 
No. No. Okay. I don't know why. I'm like, I look back and I'm like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Like, why? Why did I care so much? Like, I gra- I graduated in June of this year. And yeah. I remember we had, like, this whole ceremony. Like, they put us up in lines. Like, we were sitting outside, like, on the football field. And someone was, like, speaking to a microphone like this. Mm-hmm. Like, and then this name. And then this name. They said my name. I threw up my cap and I left. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't take pictures with anybody. I said bye to my art teacher and I was out of there. Like, I went back home uh, last week. We were supposed to film last week. I went home on that Tuesday. Really? And I went back. I went to the mall with my sister. And I saw all these people I went to high school with. They're still living on Long Island because they're not going to college. Or if they are going to college, they're still. And nothing against, like, living with your parents. Nothing against that. Yeah. But, like. It was so surreal because they were like, wait, Kat, where are you going to school? Oh, that's so weird. It was like we graduated and yeah. I left. I didn't talk to anybody. Dude, that is an experience, <laughs> though, because I totally understand, like, um, where I was going to school, was a, it was a small town. Like, I'm not even kidding. When I say cultish, there are probably, like, 200 kids in that school. That's crazy. And it does not in- – that's – that's including elementary and middle school. Oh. Yeah. So, so what? Like, there's like 50 kids in your graduating yeah. class? No, no, no. 15. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like oh one God. out of 15. So um, when I graduated, yeah, like I, I stayed a little bit for the summer because my boyfriend was there and I was like, you know, might as well hitch a ride. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I stayed there for a little bit and I realized maybe half of my class was going to college. Maybe less than half. I think three people were going to college. Wait, hold the mic up like this. Ooh, That's okay. the only annoying oh, thing. Really? Then, it, then it, oh, really? Like, it sounds like you're walking away. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. okay. I'll restart again. Um, where was I? You went with your boy. You're going to hitch a ride with your boyfriend. I'm going to hitch a ride with my boyfriend. Um, and I realized, yeah, like, no one wanted to go to college. And, like, I see them all now, and they're all still together, and they're all still living at their parents' house. Yeah, nothing against, you know, living in your but parents' like, house. But, like, the reason out. why. The reason why is a huge thing. It's, like, why are you here still? still? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't even have to go to college to be away from your that, that town or wherever you're living. Like, exactly. I could not believe my eyes how many people I saw that were still living there. Like, I, I was driving. Like, I had my car. I hadn't, I hadn't drove in, like, two months. Driving mm. around all these places that I used to drive when I lived there. And just seeing people... That I went to high school with or went to school with, just like at the same place where I left them. That Could is not so believe it. Out of body, man. Yeah, it was it was so weird. Like I remember pulling, going like the train pulling into the station, and I just felt so weird. Like I wasn't supposed to be there. It was raining. It was like five o'clock at night, and I just watched a movie with my parents. I watched Prisoners with my parents. Yes, I love that movie. That movie's so have. good. My pa- my mom loved it. Both of my Better parents Better have. It. It's the best movie ever. It's what? so good. It's Jake so Gyllenhaal good. is so hot in so movie. Sexy. He's so good. I watched the entire movie without, like, maybe the volume was at maybe, like, 15. And I did not him. care. I just thought he was super fucking hot. I was like, mm. But, yeah, that was so weird because I, when I graduated high school, I still have the same feeling about it. Like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's weird how I experienced that, but I still feel like I could never, like, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, I'm a type of person who likes moving on and getting on trains and never having to go back back another chapter. Yeah. And I, like, it would honestly kill me to go back to where I was living before. Like, it would actually physically pain me because of how much that had happened. Or even just the fact that it was high school and it was in the past. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even mind, like... I graduated, if I didn't get into FIT, if I wasn't going to college, if mm-hmm. I wasn't here right now, I'd move a town over. 
I would move like I hundred percent. Like I love my parents and everything. But I need I need to like have my own freedom. I don't think I could. Maybe that's just me. Maybe like that's like the stubbornness in me that I can't like live like with my parents past the age that I'm supposed to. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we're like, oh, that's like the type of success. Like that's what describes success. Is yeah. You know, we've moved on. Being on your own. Okay. So I have take away finances, take away college. What is, like, your dream? Like, where, when you were a kid, what did you dream about doing that you still really resonates with mm. you? This is kind of a joke, but, like, has, is it a universal thing that everybody wanted to be a vet? I don't think so. Because <laughs> everyone I ask wants to be a vet or wants My to take care of animals. Really? Now she's into psychology. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. Oh, I think, like, as a kid... Um, I was highly influenced by my mom, so I wanted to be a fashion designer. Yeah? Yeah. But, like, I think I just wanted to be successful. Like, whenever I would draw, I would draw fashion designing. I wouldn't draw dresses or clothes or anything like that. I would draw me being in this huge building with so many people and, like, working hard to, like, something, you know, bigger than myself. Yeah. And I think that that definitely, you know, still resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I do want to keep achieving something that's bigger than myself and not necessarily, like, it doesn't matter what I do as long as it's, like, fulfilling me in that way. Yeah, and, like, big and grand and, like, something that is important to yeah. you. Like, okay, take away college right now. Like, if you if you had, like, one wish, Jeannie, whatever, you have one wish left. He gives you a wish. What would your dream job be? My dream job? Like, e- even if it's, like, so far away from okay. art, anything. And has nothing to do with money. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. That is difficult because I think, like, a lot of times when I think of art, I still think of it as a means to money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was recently... Hmm, that is difficult. Oof. I feel like a, a teacher. Really? Yeah, I love kids. I think there's, like, you know, like, as much as, like, I wouldn't really want to get married, like, I love being there for people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even if it wasn't a teacher, like just being present in people's lives and being able to help them um, overcome, you know, experiences that they're not supposed to be in. Yeah, like you know? like little little kids. Yeah. Are like oh. Yeah. No, that's cute. Because like you don't meet yeah. a lot of people like that. Oh. No, no, like <laughs> genuinely, because like you think about like all these mean teachers that you had when you were kids. Would oh, you would never want to be that teacher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, you want to be the teacher that's like, oh, I had this really cool high school teacher. Oh, I had this yeah. really cool middle school teacher. Like, you want to be that teacher Oh, yeah, for kids. 100%. Because, like, you know, when you're younger, I feel like you remember your teachers more. Like, yes. you remember, you remember, like, adults way more because of how much it has affected you. Like, I remember my first grade teacher. She was so cool. Like, like I remember like how nice she was, and like I was like already getting bullied at that point because mm-hmm. I, I was so tall that like boys so were cute. always like girls like never really like were mean to me. It was always like the boys because I was always really? friends with boys, but like boys would always be like, oh my god, she's so tall, but like whatever it was. And my teacher was always so nice to me about it, and she would yell at them, and like she would always like let me like draw during recess that's so adorable <laughs> but like you remember shit like that yeah and like that's why it's so important exactly and like you remember the bad teachers and you don't want to be like them exactly and i think like yeah definitely um i feel like whatever i wanted like i want to be in life now 
um, has definitely been, like it's definitely been affected by like adults in my life. Mm-hmm. I feel like adults play a bigger part in my life than I realize. Um, I want to say that like I can say this in context, but like uh, I had a fairly traumatic childhood, and mm-hmm. um, like up until 18 years old, I've always had really bad. I'm listening. Like um, really bad parental figures in my life. Uh, not even with my own parents, but like with teachers and with um, like spiritual guiders. Yeah. Um, has like, for example, like my sexuality. One time I came out to one of the priests that was like one of my spiritual counselors and immediately he shut it down. Not yeah. because he was trying to like be mean about it. He thought it, w- it wasn't right. Like in his own mind, he thought like it was immoral yeah. to be to be gay. And he thought he was helping me. So I think, like, the biggest thing for me is that, like, I understand that adults, a lot of times, they're not inherently bad ever. It's just because they think they're doing something right, and they abuse people in that way. So I definitely think that, like... Like, power-wise. Power-wise, yeah. They don't understand how much power they have over kids. And I think, like, if you're going to be a teacher, you have to understand how much influence you have on a kid. Like, like, think about, like, when a teacher, like criticizes you in the wrong way like the the way that not that like not the way you don't want them to but if they're like kind of snippy kind of mean don't pay attention to you think about how much that ruins your day think about if we went to when we go to class on thursdays think about how like if our professor like said something ignored us like we would be talking about that for the next couple of hours days Mm. maybe yeah i think it affects me so much yeah i think whatever happens on thursday and friday i think about it all week yeah we're 18 and 20 and it still affects us it still affects us and i definitely think like maybe it had something to do with like how we were treated as kids like we're still seeking so much validation from adults yeah and that's really sad hold the mic like this sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna start beatboxing into this yeah just like hold it like you'll get used to it after a while because if you talk with it it sounds like you're running away like you're running away from the mic. Uh, okay. So you know it's better. Is this better? Okay, that's like ASMR. Like ASMR. Like. No. Don't do that. Wow. Because like I can hear it the way that like it would sound in the mic. Okay. It'd be so funny. Like I literally just hold it like this for forty minutes. Oh, that's so annoying. There's so much like I'm like working my core right now. Just like do this. Okay. But. Sorry, I hate telling people to like. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Don't feel bad. Oh my gosh. Also, we need to normalize not saying sorry so much all the time. You apologize so much. We both do though. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Also, did we have a photography assignment this week? Yeah, but we took the pictures already. But I still have to write down the thing for tomorrow. Okay. Okay, because I thought we were gonna have like another one because we missed a week. Okay. Oh, I have no. No. Because he never emailed He us said he was fun. like, oh, two weeks later. I burp. I burp all out. the time. <laughs> that was burp my, that's into my thing. the mic. That's my thing. We really? Yeah, I always burp. I'm like, and I'll I have no shame. I'll prepare my burps next time. Pre-burps. Yeah. Just be like, I have to burp. Okay, wait. Okay. I have another <laughs> question. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna move around a little bit. We're going to go back and forth. Okay, whatever you find the most interesting. Really, you can just ask me what you're intrigued in about my life. Okay. Just kidding. I'm okay. not that cool. Okay. How much? Okay, we talk about movies, we talk about art all the time, but like, all let's just time. dive into it. What music artist or genre is your favorite? Is there a story to why, like, mm, 
Oh. To some of your favorite artists. Uh, right now, as of now, it's probably Phoebe Bridgers, and that is the most stereotypical <sighs> art. No, it's not. I love her. Answer. Wait, really? No, I do like her because she's a Leo. She's she's a Leo. She's a Leo like me. Also, she's sexy as hell. No, she is. And she's like, like yeah. she has like okay, this is controversial. Hmm. I really like Taylor Swift, but I don't like the lore. I don't like the fan base. I don't. that's understandable that's not even controversial that's like okay i think that she's an amazing writer i just think the way she executes some of her songs is just very poppy and like i don't feel like that's who she is at heart unless it's like i think most of her recent stuff has gotten a lot better i think it's because like she was confined in her house for a really long time and she didn't have to like think about like what the press was saying yeah because everyone was in lockdown so like you know folklore or what was the other one i I liked for i I love folklore. folklore There's something about it. Her like writing was so good. I think that okay, if Taylor Swift executed it the right way, it would be Phoebe Bridgers, and that's why I like Phoebe Bridgers because I feel like they have the same like emotional they writing. Do. But like, did you listen to Nothing New? No. It's like it's Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridgers together. They made a song together. And oh, it's I think so I did. Good. I don't think I heard it, but I I know what you're talking okay. about. It is so good. It's honestly, it's like basically about you know living up to. I think it was like living up to male industry, like music industry expectations as like an 18 year old. Uh And all of a sudden, since like you're closer to your thirties, you're getting more, you're getting less interesting for men. So I thought that was like really cool that they put that in a song. I do like, I I like her like 10 minute version. Oh yeah. That, that one song. What is it called? Uh, All All Too Too Well. Well. I do like that song. Yes. My boyfriend knows all the lyrics. I do too. I'm not going to lie. I really like that song a lot. It's like so that is the only like Taylor Swift song where I'm like, oh, I get it. Like I yeah. get I get the lore now. But like all of her other stuff, I'm like, this is it's just not my thing. I think that's no, the I thing. Totally it's just not it. my style. It's too also, like. Have you watched the music video? Yes, I have Dylan watched the music O'Brien. video. That was really good. He was not hot in that though. I thought yeah, he was yeah. really unattractive he in that. He looks like fifty. But I think that maybe that's like the point. That he was supposed to look yeah. old and, like, had a beard. And, like, the girl, like, Sadie Sink, was supposed to literally look, like, 12. Yeah, because, like, the age difference was, like, 12 years? No. No, it was not. It was, like, five years. No, it was not. It was, like, not. seven. She was, was 19 like, and he was, like, 20 No, 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 no. Something. He was way older. He was, like, 28, I think. Like, 28, 29. Okay. I'm going to say something. What? Why is she making a song about being quote-unquote groomed when she was dating a 17-year-old when she was 25? She was dating... Wait, really? Yeah. We're going to go there. I don't, I don't know the Taylor Swift lore. Because I was on... No, I wasn't even on Twitter. I was on... What the fuck was I? I was probably on Reddit. I'm not going to lie. And I was looking through, like, this Reddit, this subreddit. And it was, like, Taylor Swift stands. And then it was just, like, her and, like, this... It was her and, like, this kid that she was dating. Like, he was literally 17. And then he turned 18. And then she was public about dating him. He was some British boy. But he... Harry Styles. Harry... <laughs> I don't... I like Harry... I know he's up here on this wall right here, but I am starting to become unfan. Really? Why? I don't know. I don't like his fan base and the message he puts out. He's like, I'm an ally. I'm such a gay ally. But like, how is he a gay ally? I feel like, okay, here's also a controversial thing. I feel like Harry Styles queer baits a lot. Yes. That's my problem. (laughs) That's my problem with him is that everyone's like all uh, like, and there's, I have no problem with like, 
having like a fan base because I think he knows on some level that his fan base is a lot of them are LGBTQ plus yeah and he kind of like takes advantage of that so he like whoops around the flag all the time and he's like there's no and I have no problem with that but I think it becomes a problem when he's like he's such a gay icon he's such a gay ally yeah like once you like start like thinking about it like yeah that is weird and then I was also it's so weird like I was reading something the other day uh, one of my siblings posted about it. It was like, oh, I really want to be a Swifty, but like, how can she be in a movie um, that was like produced by this guy who openly, what he like openly confessed that he sexually assaulted his trans niece? Uh, there's like, I I think the industry is just so fucking toxic. Yeah. And I don't even think Harry like I think Harry is so inclusive, and I've nothing. There's nothing against inclusivity but at the same time like yeah don't take advantage of your fans yeah i feel like he not i don't think he's doing on purpose but definitely a huge brand identity thing yeah like i don't think you could think of harry styles and not think of that yeah and then think of like i don't know because everyone's like he's doing so much for like the male fashion industry and like he's breaking gender norms okay what about david bowie like 40 yeah, years ago exactly we like forget about it what about queen like, this is like new no it's not a it's new thing it's just new. that it's a straight guy doing it now so everyone's freaking out about it exactly exactly <laughs> i don't know people are silly gooses people are silly goose eggs i don't know <laughs> <laughs> okay what else do i have oh a dream that is stuck with you like like a dream like not like a dream like in the sense like i want to be an astronaut like a dream like when you sleep Oh, shit. Like, okay. reoccurring dreams. This is really random. I don't know if this is, like, a huge thing, but my only reoccurring dreams are are nightmares and, like, trauma-based dreams. Really? I don't, I don't ever dream. That's a big what? thing. I never dream. And the only time I dream is, like, um, like a memory or, like, something. Or, like, a nightmare that is repeated over and over again ever since I was a kid. Like, like it, you don't have, like, weird-ass dreams? No. What? Yeah. I had a weirdest dream last night. Tell me. I had a weirdest dream about, yeah. um, yeah. I met Emma Chamberlain. She had a black eye. Oh. I don't, <laughs> like, okay. she, like, okay, so I was in Paris. Oh, my God, I, that was really loud. I was in Paris, and I was just walking around, and I went on this rooftop. And then all of a sudden, Emma Chamberlain just comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, can I have a picture? <laughs> and, and then she had a black eye, and then I woke up. <laughs> So I, I like how there's no context to the. I thought you were gonna put context. Oh so no, there's like, no context. Like I was in Paris and uh, she had a black eye. Anyway. And then she had a black eye and then anyway, I woke up and then anyway. it was over. <laughs> that is funny. I think I just like want to meet her really bad, so my brain is just like, you're gonna meet her. Yeah, but there always has to be something weirdly wrong with it. Yeah. She had a black eye. Should have. Okay, so do you like, what's your reoccurring dream? Or like, even if it's Ooh. like, if it's too much, we won't talk about it. But if you're open to it or you just say a weird ass dream a weird ass dream like how weird i don't care how weird it is i talk uh, about all my weird dreams okay uh i think i don't even know how to describe it but like <laughs> i had this dream um as a kid and it would repeat all the time and i still have it do you ever like lie down on your bed and you close your eyes and you start spinning and your bo- entire body feels like it's spinning yeah so like my dream was like highly based on that like when i was like my dream would start out me i'm looking down on myself and like spinning around in the air and i'm kind of like this like like two-dimensional person Uh um but kind of like transparent but i don't look like myself and so like when i get down there 
um, everything is kind of like claim like claymation like if you thought of like a really abnormal version of Bob the Builder then that's what it was <laughs> um, it's like Roblox but worse <laughs> um, and I would just like go around town like talking to a bunch of villagers and they would say like really scary stuff that I don't remember but all I remember is that like I had to do with something like at the end of the world uh-huh. and I think it was because you know like I'm not gonna say Catholic culture but like Catholic culture um, it's a huge thing that the end of the world is going to happen. And like you. Like doomsday. Doomsday. There's like the thing called three days of darkness where the entire world like goes dark. And like there's fire raining from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear trumpets from the angels. And like we're all going to get judgment. We're all going to die. Oh, like judgment day. Like like in the Bible judgment day. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Catholic. Yeah. The Bible. Yeah. Like the judgment day. I'm like the judgment day with the God in the yeah. Old Testament. <laughs> you think it sounds like, a, like it's no, cause mythology. <laughs> Do you know the movie This is the End with like Seth Rogen and like no. James Franco? Oh my god, I literally just watched that movie and I they that was like the premise of the movie, but really? it was Seth Rogen, so it was super weird. Yes, I would rather that than like No, it was so funny. So nice. But anyway, okay. um so like my dreams are highly traumatized. So so traumatized by that I would think about it every single day. Yeah. Um cuz I I I asked that question cuz we just we're doing it. We're doing an assignment in my English class about that. Really? Like the dreams, like reoccurring dreams okay. and like their meanings so behind it. you're just it. using me. No, I'm not using you. I'll <laughs> tell you mine now. My, okay. my reoccurring dream is, okay, I've been having this since I was like two. Like, you know those dreams where you wake up and you hear your heart beating because yeah. of how scared you are? Yeah. So the dream was like, I would just wake up out of like a deep sleep and feel that way. Like the dream didn't even happen yet. Ew. And I would wake like that. And then the dream like started happening when I was like four or five that I was in the backseat of my car. And that someone was driving. We were going down, like, this huge, like, really long, narrow road. And there was, like, it was snowing. And then, like, the road was super, like, thin. And then all of a sudden, someone pushed me out of the car. And then I, the car just kept driving. What the heck? My fear of abandonment, I think. I, and also <laughs> being pushed out of a car. I would hate that. Ow. No, I think it's, like, fear of abandonment. Like, that yeah. they just drive away without me. Oh, that's so sad. And I have it. Like, I'll have it, like, every couple of years. Like, it used to happen really? all the time when I was a kid. And then I'll have it every couple of years, and it scares the fuck out of me. Like, I'll wake up, and my I can hear my heart beating. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's, like, beating out of my chest. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Man. So scary. I realize that both of our dreams are based off of being alone. Probably. No, it's okay. Do you, see, do you see my new posters I put in my room? Yeah. I put my taxi, taxi driver, driver. Yeah. And I put New York City and then my Frank Ocean. And then I put mug shots of famous sixties and seventies. Where did you get <laughs> all of this Etsy? No, I when I went home there's a poster store <gasps> in my mall. I'm so jealous. I went around hunting New York City. I, for I, that's why I went stores. home. There's nothing. You think yeah. that like New York is gonna have some, like way no, more no, stuff no. than everything? It's like, what was it? Like all like vintage, like print shops. And it was like a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. Oh my yeah, that's gosh. what it was. It's so hard thrifting in New York city. Cause like all oh, quote unquote thrift stores are actually just vintage stores that are yes. overpriced. Uh, go to Harlem, but Harlem's kind of mm. scary. Just a little bit. That's okay. Depending. Oh, it's, I feel like, I feel like Chelsea's also scary. Oh no. Chelsea's really everywhere. Yeah. Like FIT, if you guys don't know, is in Chelsea, which is like Midtown. Like we're on like 27th, 28th street and 7th Ave. So we're like 20 blocks away from like Times Square. Mm. We're like a, a 10 blocks away from like Penn. So like we're right in the middle of like touristy places. So that's where the crazy people come. Exactly. Cause they like, so they sad. know the tourists are going to come. So they just like, yeah. it's really fucking bad. Like our first week here, someone got stabbed. 
right on campus. Yeah, that was crazy, <laughs> And died. Man. Someone fucking insane. died the first week. They're like, welcome to FIT. Crazy how shit happens here. And like, then we had no AC our first week. Say it, they, yeah, exactly. It's I hot in here now. I talked to the RA and they're like, yeah, it's just because it's old. Like, it's an old building. And I'm like, wow, you guys don't have enough funding from, like, all of our debt like, to yeah. install air conditioning. Like, even just, like, machines. And the heat went on the other day when it was 70 degrees. I was like, Ooh, uh, like, so how do you bad. not have? It's so bad. Like, I'm not going to shit on FIT, but, like. I'm shitting on FIT. You're disorganized as hell. That's no, I went, I went to the financial what? aid. I went to the financial aid and I was like, hey, I got, I got to cancel something. And they were like, okay, then do it. I was like, what? I need yeah. you to help me. No, they're like, go to our website. I'm like, what? The why are you why? here? Why? Exactly. You know what? Here's a, here's a, I'm totally bouncing off of this topic, but here's the thing. I thought that every single university, you had a counselor assigned to you. That's how it is in every single university. That's how it is in high school, too. That is in, yeah, exactly. And here, you don't get a counselor. No, you get an academic advisor. If you go to, like, yeah, exactly. And they're not even, like, they don't even keep track of, like, your record or, like, how you're no. doing academically. Um, and then also, like, with mental health and everything, it's, like, they always say, oh, it's mental health day. It's, like, a huge thing. Okay, we always prioritize resources? it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and then um, I went over to go over to one of the offices. Um, it was like the mental health office. And they were like, yeah, we only do, we're only allowed to do three appointments. And uh. I was talking to the doctors. And I'm not going to expose them. I'm not going to say names. But they were like, they were like, yeah, I don't know why they do this. Like, I don't, I don't know why they only allow like three days for people like when kids should be receiving a lot more. So you have oh. to go outside of the campus. And they were telling me it's like, the only thing is that, like, uh, I don't know if it was from them. It was, like, from somebody who I was talking to in FIT. They are like, they don't want to, not the doctors, but, like, FIT doesn't want to be liable just in case, like, something happens to the students. And Oh, because we're, you know, we're quote-unquote adults. That's why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not, like, it, it's yeah. a school, but Which we're is, like, adults, though. understandable, but it's also kind of sad that we don't get resources immediately here. Yeah. And, like, honestly, like, if you think about, like, I don't know, for my high school, at least, like, we had like alphabetical that's how we were assigned like we were really? yeah we were like alphabetically like one whatever it was like counselor would get like z through like whatever it was like t through z and then like the first one would get like a through like h or something like that that's hard to memorize names yeah and but here like i thank god i have like a psychiatrist and stuff who like does like my medication and stuff like yeah. that but if i didn't i'd be in hell exactly you know and that's like the only that is the only good thing about like the school is that you're able to go to you know um the doctors and be like i need medication but uh, like i think that's about it like yeah, you have it's to expensive it it is expensive it is so expensive um i don't i don't know enough about fit sorry we're yeah, done we're, we're done we're only talking about bad things about fit i'm sorry no fit is a great school it is a great school. but we have to remember that it is a suny school and it's not exactly it's, it's not columbia and just because we're in new york it's not like exactly huge... like i can be mad about it but it is probably because they don't get enough funding from yeah. like private institutions and organizations yeah like it's public school because we're ba like okay so if, if we think about it nyu is right near us we have Columbia, Pace, all these, like, high, mm. like, the new schools, like, 20 blocks away from us. All mm. these, like, really nice, fancy-ass schools. And, like, I think we're getting the same education, honestly, than... Oh, 100%. Like, like a lot of our teachers also work at, like, Pratt, Pratt and Parsons. stuff like that, which yeah. is great. I didn't get into Parsons, so fuck them. <laughs> like, fuck Parsons. Me neither. Parsons. Let's go. Well, because I didn't do that Parsons assignment thing. Oh, I turned that in so late. Mm. I didn't even do it. I really? just signed in. I just put in my regular portfolio. 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> mine were so go bad. There. I did it like in 15 minutes. That's probably why they didn't accept me. No, it's fine. Because I did not care. Anyway. Okay. Tina, blah, blah, blah. Okay. We can talk about drugs if you're comfortable. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't do a lot. So. Okay. <laughs> how, how has using drugs or drinking affected your high school experience? If you, like, when you, when, when I preference this question, like, I'm coming from someone who's an addict mm. who never really got to experience, like, the fun and, like, you know, drinking and being social at parties. Like, I didn't really, like, yeah. go out and go to parties and be like, oh, my God, I'm going to socially drink. Like, it coming, that's that's my question to you. Like, did you ever do that and have a good experience that came out of it? Um, yes and no. It's like, um... I don't really know how to describe this, but I feel like I, well, I didn't drink a ton in high school. I don't think I barely drank actually. Cause, um, I was just like under my parents a lot, like supervision. Uh, but towards the end and towards like the end of high school, I started drinking a little bit more and, um, and smoking weed and things like that. So pretty tame stuff. And I, mo I only ever did it at like house parties and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it was like I realized the importance and like the healthy way to do it first. Yeah. So I was introduced to like, you know, using it to a good degree and doing it safely with like people who've already experienced using it mm -hmm. um, and just like constantly being, you know, um, helped out by my friends and being checked up on all the time. And so like only ever doing it around people I trusted. Um, so I got like a, I got a really healthy experience by that because they were all like, they all started smoking weed, like when they were 13, 12, Like that, 13. this is why I ask. Cause like, yeah. I have no, I have no idea what that's like. It's like, so weird. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's this is why it's so interesting to me. Cause you gain a different perspective because like oh, yeah. Yeah. when, when like it coming from someone who used a lot for mm. a long time, when did you, you start, start to, I was I think 12 when I smoked wow. weed for the first time and dr and I got drunk for the first time when I was 12. It didn't really yeah. become a problem until my freshman year of high school. So it was like 13, 14, mm -hmm. but it was like bad, bad, bad for like three years. Wow. So like trying like the first time that I ever tried anything I did with my, by myself. So mm -hmm. when you put yourself like in this box of like drugs are bad drugs are bad drugs are bad you start to think that everyone else around you has a bad experience with drinking and you start to like kind of judge them oh based yeah. off of like how much they drink if they drink a lot but like i myself have never experienced social fun drinking yeah. so whenever i see alcohol whenever i see like people smoking weed i always question like oh they're probably going through a rough time which is like not true you know yeah yeah no exactly i think it's like we can be easily susceptible to like things that we've abused in our lives like um i don't yeah and just to think that it's always just gonna be bad and you're always yeah. ever gonna have a bad experience but it's only because you know maybe at the time you did it when you were you had bad intentions in your life or you didn't have enough guidance yeah. and i think that's like that's the biggest thing is that you know when i started using it it was with people who've already experienced that they don't want they they understood that like it can be used for, you know, something fun. Yeah, something fun. And like not only fun, but like connecting with people. Yeah. And, and that's what yeah. they're there for, honestly. Drugs and alcohol is there for the first place to like kind of like boost your like your social Oh yeah. life a little bit and kind of like experiment a little bit and like people always associate drugs with like bad things. And oh, like yeah. and 
it, for a good reason because a lot of people do abuse them but at the exactly. same time like for the people who don't abuse it for the people who go out and have fun and drink and exactly. do whatever like i'm trying to get to a place where i'm like i don't want to ju- like i want to be able to like be a part of that life without having to drink and yeah smoke. and like it that's a hard thing to yeah do, honestly and if you ever like wanted to go back to it like at some point in your life where you feel like you're in a good headspace then don't like it's good to not feel judgment from yourself yeah you know and that's the biggest thing is that like you don't want to feel judgment from other people but like once you ever start like doing something without the idea of like having to go back into a bad habit it's like no I can do this like I'm strong enough to do this now yeah and like honestly like I did work in a bar for six months before mm-hmm. I before I moved here so like I was working at a restaurant and then they put me in the bar for like the last six months Ooh. so like that honestly did help me like build like my my confidence when it came to being around alcohol because I was constantly serving it I constantly had to be smelling it and having it right in front of me and mm-hmm. people drink and be drunk around me and like that did help me a lot and then you put yourself in college where you know when you're a bartender you're serving adults you're talking oh, yeah. to adults then you put yourself in a place where like it's a bunch of kids with a bunch of freedom and no rules and it's like wait wait this isn't in the script wait. yeah it's like <laughs> you can't whoa do this wait a me. second like yeah. i haven't gotten to a party here yet and me and, and not not because like i haven't been invited to one it's because i genuinely like don't think i would enjoy it and that's okay actually wait yeah. no why i was lying i did go to one and i didn't enjoy it Where, um, what did you go to? i went to one of the welcome week parties but that's okay because like apparently everybody says they suck yeah so it's okay. fine um yeah no exactly um but it's weird because it's like i've had good people around me and i've had a good experience with drugs and alcohol but at the same time there was at some point that i like felt like i couldn't socialize without it um it's a huge thing from like social anxiety has always been so prevalent in my life like especially when i was in eighth grade it was so i it would be so difficult to talk to people that i would actually just like have panic like panic and anxiety attacks like almost every single day because of how how difficult it was um i still have it to this day i think i have a really hard time putting myself out there especially at fit you're doing great now oh thank you you are doing good I'm just, like, working all the time, so I, like, don't have time. (laughs) Yeah, but honestly, like, coming from someone who is – I think I'm I'm a perfect balance of pessimist and optimist. And I I think that, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, not being able to put yourself out there because that's who you are. And there's – like, not that – and not that that's who you are. That's all you are, like, condensed down to. But some people are just shy and and reserved. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think we, like – kind of like idolize these people who are so outgoing and so like exactly but that's who they are and maybe they can't have deep genuine conversations with people and that's who they are you can't change that yeah i think we're just like i think why we connect so well is because we're very similar in the way we're like we are quite reserved and we Mm. are like we're outgoing when we want to be exactly i feel like i've noticed you're more entrepreneurial when it comes to making friendships you're like oh no yes i am you are you are (laughs) and it's like i see that i'm kind of jealous but i'm like but they're doing it because they enjoy it they're like they can make friends very easily because of how relatable they can be Mm -hmm. i feel like 
like I try to see my strengths and how I socialize. Like I always shut myself down. I'm like you're not able to like go around and like talk like these people and be able to like immediately make connections with people. But like you can build the strongest friendships when like once you're in a relationship with someone, there's no way you're going back from it. And yeah. like you find so much like importance in that person and you never you never ask for more from that person. I feel like a lot of times when I think of like, oh, I should be socializing like this. I like, I expect so much from people to fulfill everything. And then I also expect so much from myself mm. and it becomes draining. Socializing and making relationships should never ever be that draining. No, no, I like, and, and when you say like, I'm entrepreneurial, <laughs> like <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. Really? But like, once you said that it makes a lot of sense. Really? Because when I meet people, I'm not like, looking to gain something i'm looking to work with someone that's yeah. how i connect most is working on something with someone and see yeah. like their ambition because i like a make or break is like friendship thing for me is how ambitious they are how much really? they want something that's sexy so stop <laughs> <laughs> no no but it's true like i was very drawn to you because i could tell that you care about what you do and that as soon as I told you about a job and you're already looking for jobs in that photography class that we had together, you were already so looking funny. to get things done and you're yeah. and you're here right now talking with me and you don't have to do that. But like something drove you and you wanted to say something that you wanted to say on here. Yeah, you know? I just have a fat crush on you. Actually. No, you don't. <laughs> no, we have it's a fat crush on each other. Ooh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> quick turn. But, um, but yeah, but I, I do like working with people like it's it's my favorite thing. Like I'm mm -hmm. we're working on this short film now, like I'm coming out with a short film it's now, like which super is super exciting. Yeah. And I'm so excited, especially to just like work with someone who can imagine like a film shot in their head the way that I do. Because yeah. I know we like the same movies. Yeah, we like we're the both same. gonna minor in film. Yeah, and like you have like the same mind as I mm. do. So like, but you're very different than me at the same time. Oh, and yeah. that's why I want to work with so many different people. Yeah, exactly. Be like if you wanted to work with someone who's exactly yourself, might as well look in the mirror. Like yeah, that's so true. Like I and, and that was the problem for mm. so long. Like especially with this podcast, I was like. I'm going to be like, I have so much interesting shit to say. And then you run out of shit to say, and you sound like a broken record. So that's yeah. why I started bringing people on here to gain a different perspective, because then I learn from other people. You learn from me mm -hmm. and we both become better at wherever, whatever endeavor we're doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think like, it's so weird how that's like, we're both the same, but we have like opposite problems when it comes to that. Like you're definitely trying to, like seek out what like you're very introspective so like mm -hmm. you try to seek out what like what you find interesting and like how you how you see the world that is amazing and it's like i guess you're holding back on like what could anybody else like bring to me like mm -hmm. whatever what other perspective but like i feel like me i try to see like I feel like the artist in me, it wants to perfect absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when I try to make relationships, I try to reinvent myself and I try to mirror people so much that I like lose sight of myself. Yeah. Um, and I've like, it's so weird because it's like, you know, I'm 20 now and I shouldn't even be thinking like that. I shouldn't even be thinking like, oh, what is what is a trendy thing? What is the what is the most ideal thing to do? Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been like really trying to grow out of that and just really accept people for who they are and accept yourself um, for who they are and not try to mirror people so much constantly. I mean, there's an extent to like, there's nothing wrong with that. 
But at the same time, like, you're here. Yeah. You're here. You're in New York. And you're going to find yourself, if it's not now, it's going to be within the next four years. And if it's not with that, it's going to happen at some point. And I think just going with the flow of things is hard and annoying, that sounds. I think just going with the flow and accepting a truth that's in your head and, like... Yeah. And not forcing anything. Yeah. Like, I, I felt... The only time I've ever forced anything is when I got sober. Mm-hmm. And that's for the better. That And that it was something that I needed to force. But all the other things that have happened in my life, all the things that have entered my mind just happened when they happened. Mm-hmm. Like when I think back on things, I was like, the timing of that was fucking insane. But when I, when I was, Weird. when it was happening, I didn't think anything of it. Like thinking back on like this whole short film thing right now. Mm-hmm. I have felt like I was in a dead end for the past month. Like, where am I going to put this film? I'm done with it. I I don't know how to get this out there. Like, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. I walk into that illustration class Hmm. and Miranda comes up to me and she's like, I'm a filmmaker. And I I liked her right away. And and then she just, we just started working together, talking. And then it was like day and night out of nowhere. Like, we're just, it just happened. That's incredible. That's insane. Yeah. And like, I can definitely relate to that. I feel like, um... Like, you definitely sparked a huge change in my life, and I'm not gonna... Don't let that ego... No, no, Don't no, let no, that no, ego... No, no. no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But, like, um, I think I have... Like, I have so much pride in myself, like, as much as, like, I mirror people. I have so mm-hmm. much pride in myself as, like, I can get this done by myself. Like, I can do anything solo. Um, I got myself here by myself, but I forget that, like, it's so helpful to reach out to people. Yes, it, it is. It's huge. And to, like garner and to take care of like that relationship with other people is like what's going to keep moving you along successfully and i think since i've been here i've met you i've met a couple other people where it's like it's easy it doesn't have to like and and i still keep things pretty business casual that's the only way i can explain my relationships because i think we do we we have a deep emotional relationship and we're great friends but when I think about my friends back at home, mm-hmm. it was all about who knows who, why, what, like, are you friends with me for what reason? It yeah. doesn't feel like that here. Weird. Yeah. No, that that's huge. I feel like um, maybe half of high school, like the last half of high school, I, f- I realized a lot of my relationships with people were out of uh, not, oh, okay. So like there are friendships out of convenience. Mm-hmm. Like I felt yeah. like a lot of times people just talked to me to talk to me or had someone had nothing to talk better to, to do. And nothing exactly, and it was like they weren't caring about me as a person, or at least I didn't feel like that. But at the same time, I also did that with other people. I just like, I don't think I've ever really looked at someone like ever since eighth grade. Like I don't think I've ever looked at someone and been like, you know, you're like a really good person that I really really care about. And I want to keep in my life. I've maybe had like a good handful of people like that and they all came from like middle school yeah so i think like the biggest thing for me is to i'm trying to go back to not feeling so insecure about the people who i make friends with and just like have fun and yes. to like just like deeply deeply connect with people in the way that i did when i was younger like i don't know why it's so it was so difficult for me in high school yeah but, like now i'm trying to reach back and like not give a flying fuck yeah. And to relate to people who, like, I enjoy playing video games with and, like, no taking judgment. photos with. And no judgment. Yeah. And just, like, make making silly fart jokes, okay? <laughs> like, we just have to, like, stop taking ourselves so seriously sometimes when it comes to relationships. 
Yeah. Like your bit, like yourself and your advertise the way you advertise yourself is a completely different story. Oh yeah. But when it comes to like relationships, and like connecting. it shouldn't have to be this hard, complex thing. It isn't. And it I made isn't. it such a complex thing. Like the yeah. last relationship I've, I had was, we can start from square one. We can start. How much time are we at? We're going to see how much time we're at. Cause we go into okay. this. It's going to be like, let's make it minute. really long. It's okay. Cause I have until like six o'clock. Yeah. I really want to go to sleep. Okay. We Just still kidding. have like Let's 20. Get. We have 20 minutes. Okay. Um, so my, la- I've never dated anyone. I've told mm. you this. I've never dated anyone. I'm still a virgin. I haven't kissed anyone in two years since I've been sober. Mm-hmm. I think the closest I've ever been to like a romantic relationship was last year. And it really fucked the way not that it warped. I was just so in my head about it. I've never like looked at another person and been like, I want to share everything, everything good in my life with you. I want to tell you everything. And I've told, I think I've told you this story before and it really messed me up because then it was, then we're done. We're going to college. So it's like you could, you can even like, I couldn't see it through. I couldn't even see it through, see how it ended. And Mm -hmm. that's what this film is about. It's how I feel about it and how, it's called a bitter taste of black coffee because it is a bittersweet thing. It is very bitter and life is bitter and not to have like this harsh outlook on life, but like some things just don't have an ending to them. And some things yeah. are just like they're, they're not wor- either not worth seeing the end to, or they just don't have an ending and you need to move on. Exactly. Cause life moves on with, with or without you. Mm hmm. I think we have to like that's that's huge and a lot of people won't even talk about that is that you know like as a like in America as a society we are constantly thinking and replanning and planning so much about our future Mm -hmm. we have this huge American dream that we're gonna achieve it and we're gonna feel happy at the end but I think it's like we have to look at our future and be like you know let me restart that again. My brain stopped for two <laughs> seconds. Okay, we're restarting. Where do we restart from? <laughs> okay, the American dream. Okay, I just feel like, you know, like, the American dream is still, like, huge when it comes to, especially our generation. Like, we look at it and we plan five years ahead, what we're going to be, what we're going to master in, like, how we're going to have a family, how we're going to afford to have a house. Um, but, like, I feel like anything I've ever done in life has never, ever been planned. Yeah, me too. You know, 100% it's percent me too. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's not that it's bad now. It's like, it's just, it's good, but it's not what I saw coming. And I just yeah. have to accept the inevitable, not the inevitable, the uninevitable. Uninevitable. Um, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you just have to accept that at some point. And it's like so difficult. But I think the more you do, the more you come at peace with it. Well, yeah, I think in a way I was working so hard. Like the, at the time that I met her, mm-hmm. I was four months th- or three or four months clean. And I was working on myself so hard. I was working on myself physically, emotionally, mentally at work, working Jeez. 60, 70 hours a week eating. I was vegan. I'm still vegan. I was vegan. I was meal prepping. I was just doing, putting so much of this work into myself. And the last thought in my brain was for someone like that to come into my life. Oh yeah. And it hit me like a fucking truck because (laughs) I've never felt like that about anyone still to this day. Nothing has matched that energy of when I first realized that 
and I don't even think it was a sexual or romantic thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was a romantic thing, but I don't think it was like this overcoming like like have you ever like seen a boy and been like like you you, you your boyfriend mm-hmm. like the way you feel about your boyfriend. I, I don't think it's like that. I think it's yeah. emotional like connection like I felt understood and it was just easy and I wanted to share my life with her I wanted to be with her all Mm -hmm. the time and like I don't think I loved her but I think it was a very close feeling to love and I don't think it was obsession either I just think that I was just so infatuated with every part of her and I still am to this day Mm -hmm. that it really did get in the way of my progress because I, I let it yeah nothing that she did it's my fault you know and it really it really stunted me for a while because I was like, okay, well, she doesn't feel the same way, so now I have to get over this. And now I have to kind of digress my progress a little bit to get myself back up. Yeah. And I was in a lot of emotional pain for a really long time and trying to, like, unravel why I felt this way and why the things in my life were happening the way that they were. And then I eventually got back up and I came back a thousand times stronger. Yeah. And now I'm here. But I think it's like, gotta stop giving yourself such a hard time because it's like, it wasn't your fault. And like, would you have like rather not experiencing that? No, if I could go back and do it all over again, I'd do the same way. Yeah. I think, I think in my head, I would like to be with her, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm not ready. Yeah. And I need to come to terms with that. And that's what I've wrote that whole screenplay about that I'm not ready and I need to be okay with that as frustrating as it is there's nothing I can do about it and maybe when I'm done with college or maybe in 10 years maybe then it'll happen but right now I don't I can't that's okay like and um, and I need to be okay with that and I need to move on or else I'm going to be stuck for the rest of my life because it's not even like a thing about it's all about her it's more of like you need to dig deeper and think about like why are you holding yourself back what's the real reason like this triggered like this girl triggered this but like what is really going on yeah like and i think it it comes from a place of like i've done everything by myself and i've never met anyone who's made me feel that way except for my mother i think Mm -hmm. my mother has been like i love my mom so much and she's done so much for me and she's like I don't think I'd be here without my mom, really, truthfully. Like, she's put up with a lot of shit where, like, a lot of other parents just would have sent me away. And she did for a while, but it taught me the right way. And she is a really tough person who is independent and strong and just everything about her is exactly what I aspire to be. And I think I saw that in this girl. Mm -hmm. And I was very much, like, I look up to her. I wanted to make her proud. And... I needed to take a step back and be like, okay, what do I want? Yeah. No, exactly. And I think it's like, it's totally okay to, in fact, I think it's better to give yourself so much time because like you're still growing and she's still growing. She's still a person. Mm -hmm. And like, she has just as many flaws as you do, maybe even more. And like, if you're able to like underso- like understand yourself now and to know every single part of yourself, so like whenever you want to get into this relationship, you'll be prepared. She'll be yeah. prepared. We're It'll just in different places. Exactly. Right now. And like at some point in your life, if you ever see that like you're both at the same level, you, you can both see each other eye to eye as like one person and not somebody to look up to, but someone to take care of and someone 
to share share exactly and just like that's like i don't want to compare this to like a marriage but no, like there's can. this um there's this book i was reading it was by um c.s lewis and he was talking about how love is really just like it is a euphoric it's like a euphoric out of body feeling where you just mm-hmm. want to you care so much for this person more than yourself and it's like giving your entire self and your entire being up to this day to just not only be with that person but to just be almost spiritually together with them like i don't know like, like that's the way like, i could explain you know what it I mean? maybe i was in love <laughs> maybe. maybe i and am that's okay still. to say that it's okay to come to terms with that but like maybe you're just not ready I'm to not, accept the love yet yeah i'm not and to give it because i am a very i'm not no i think my heart is very fragile mm-hmm. but i have a very tough exterior and i felt her kind of chipping away at it to get there and it scared yeah. the shit out of me and I, and I hurt, I ended up hurting her pretty bad by doing that and being like, no, like, no, yeah. I need time. And I executed it the wrong way. And like, that's the bitter truth of a lot of relationships where it's not, it's not perfect. Like the other person mm-hmm. can care the same way you care, but like you have your own character flaws and your own character traits that like sometimes just wedge themselves in the way. And like, that was the problem. Like it was always like, we get closer, closer, closer. And then something would wedge us. Oh yeah. And, and maybe that's a sign in itself. You're not ready. Yeah. And that you're not doing anything wrong. Like, keep doing what you're doing. It's just the timing is wrong. Exactly. So stop. Exactly. And you can do, you can have a lot of safer ways to go about, you know, chipping away and being more vulnerable about, around people. And I think that's like a, that's also a huge thing with me. Like, I can barely say I love you to my boyfriend. It's oh, no, like, I can't. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, there's like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a part of who you are exactly. and a part of your story. You don't have to apologize. No, for exactly. That, you know? It's like it doesn't mean that I don't love them. It doesn't mean that like just because I can't fully express it now, it doesn't mean that I don't feel that way. Yeah. It's just because of like right, the exterior, it's so difficult to chip away. And here's the thing, it's meant to be chipped at. It's not meant to be broken immediately. Yes. Yes. You know. Like you need to be able to trust. And like that that is the part of the monologue that I sent you. Like Mhm. Which I is need amazing, to be able by the to, way. Oh, thank oh my you. Gosh. I need to trust myself before I can even try to trust you. And I think that mm-hmm. was the problem. That I think I have a lot of trust in myself, but not enough to be able to be with someone yet. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's a difference between like being able to stand on your own, but to stand on your own with another person in your life. Yeah, no, I don't because think like, I can yet. I feel like I, I'm very... I'm very comfortable in myself when I'm when I'm with myself. I feel like I can definitely, you know, um, succeed in the way I want to, and I feel comfortable enough to go out to places and not feel lonely and not to like live off of other people's, you know, you know, socializing in order to feel happy. But like once I'm in somebody else's presence, it's so hard to stand on my own two feet. Yeah, and to express myself as my own person without feeling so influenced by somebody else's emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> i mean you're right like i do everything by myself and you know that we yeah. both we both do that and like i i go to the library and read my little books and i mm-hmm. work on my homework and i write and i draw and i do all this stuff put me in another room to do all that stuff with and walk around the city with i'd be freaking out the whole time oh yeah and, 100%. Like, and maybe that's a universal thing but maybe it's it true yeah and it's like it's not gonna start being like stop being true for, like you just keep denying it yeah um and so i'm like glad that we're both on like the same kind of part of our life where we can accept that we can start like building from that 
I know. I'm so happy that we did today's episode. I think we're yeah. literally at an hour, so we might have to like cut we it. We'll do a little outro. So sad. I know. I'm really sad too. But we're just we're just gonna Aww. hang out after this anyway. So okay. Like. <laughs> yeah. Just close doors. Okay. Well, that thank you so much saucy. for listening. Thank you yeah. for coming and being a guest here. But Absolutely. I'm gonna do my outro, so don't look at me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm um. My eyes. Wait. Let me like type in my password to my <laughs> thing before I like can't end it. Okay. Wait. So thank you so much for listening and taking time out of your day to listen to what I have yeah, to say. Absolutely. Anytime, girl. Um, but you can check out my website at katwisneski.com. That's going to be www.katwisniesk.com. My portfolio and my new YouTube channel's out there. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, woo. You can check out my YouTube. I have a new um, brain food advertisement on there if you want to go check it out. And contribute to my Patreon, which is in the intro of this episode. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.